What does true wellness mean to you? I'm Claudia Cometa, and that is the question I will be leading with in the Minding Wellness podcast. Each and every week, I will bring you experts who will share their personal wellness journeys and their insights into what it means to mind our wellness. Health is a state of body. Wellness is a state of being. Let's dive into improving our state of being. This week on the Minding Wellness Podcast, I'm excited to bring you Jennifer Ren Tolo. Jennifer is the owner of Butterfly Family Wellness. She is a whole health educator and patient advocate, certified Karuna Reiki master, integrative nutritionist, certified mindfulness educator, and certified personal trainer. Jen is an integrative bridge to health, helping bridge the gaps between modern medical healthcare and alternative healing, between self-care and caring for others, between science and intuition, between illness and wellness, and between adults and children. She helps women and children tame the chaos of their lives so they can take back control of their health and happiness, one choice, one thought, one action, and one reaction at a time. Jen has an amazingly inspiring story that I know you all will find insights and inspiration from, especially all those out there who have children and can resonate with the obstacles, especially health-related, that we sometimes go through with our kids. She is an amazing soul who really embodies wellness. And I know that you will find that as you listen. Enjoy. All right. I'm super excited to have Jennifer Tolo on today on the podcast. I dove a little bit into her story, her journey, her insights, and I was really excited to get her on to share those with all of you as well. So thank you so much for coming on, Jennifer. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. All right. Well, before we dive in, let's go ahead and start with the question I ask all of my guests, which is what does true wellness mean to you? Well, it's so funny because if you asked me this about 12 years ago, I would have had a different answer. But I, for me, true wellness is really, really understanding the messages of your mind, body, and your spirit and really tuning in and knowing when you're a little off balance and knowing how to bring it back in balance without waiting for it to get completely out of balance for us to act. So to me, true wellness is the, the ability to really listen to the messages of your mind, body, spirit, and to nurture and heed those messages. Mm, I love that. And what comes to mind is um, also acknowledging that we do get messages. I think a lot of us aren't necessarily taught that that messages are a thing. So knowing that we get the messages and then diving in and tuning into understanding them, really, really good message. Thank you so much for that. All right, let's dive into sharing with our listeners a bit about your background. Now I've, I've researched a bit, so I know a little bit, but let's dive into (laughs) your background and what sort of personal circumstances led to the work that you do today. Yeah. Wow. How much time you have. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So my background is actually as a critical care nurse. I sort of thrived in that chaotic crisis management of um, critical care nursing. And um, I, I had some experience. I worked in, my first job was in cardiothoracic ICU. Then I worked surgical trauma ICU 
Um, then I became a nursing supervisor as I got my master's in nursing administration because I thought I was going to change healthcare that way. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I worked for a little bit and realized with the birth of my second son, so I have four boys, and my second son was born and had a massive neonatal stroke right at birth. And I remember sort of waking up in the hospital in this Demerol fog, to all the babies crying, and my baby was 30 miles away at Children's Hospital. And I, I was in such a fog that when people were talking to me, now again, I, I have this sort of clinical knowledge, but when people are trying to explain to me what was going on, all I could focus on was, where's my baby? I want my baby with me right now. And no one was really caring about sort of the emotional part of that, of not having your child, of the fear, of all that. And my son whisked away. All sorts of stuff was going on. 30 miles away where my husband was. But what I really quickly saw was that there was so much specialization happening, but the neurologists weren't talking to the hematologists who weren't talking to the critical care doctors. And there was a lot of disconnect there. And um, nobody really had answers for me. They could tell me what physically, structurally was going on with his brain, kind of, but nobody could really tell me what that meant. So what I really learned and quickly learned was that I had to tune into my son and I had to let him tell me what I needed to do. So I dove into Reiki. I got certified in Reiki because I had a dear friend of mine that said, he's going to need this. He's just having trouble grounding his energy. So he's going to need this. So, you know, I'll do anything for my children. And so I became a Reiki master. I dove into learning everything I could about the brain as far as the, the neurocognition part. Um, you know, I knew sort of what, just from my, my background, I knew a little bit about sort of the neuroscience of it, but not so much as far as what parts of the brain control what. So my son was paralyzed on the right side, didn't move his right side until he was about two years old. He received um, occupational therapy, speech therapy, um, physical therapy, you name it. Um, and it really sort of opened my eyes to that whole mind, body, spirit piece. And then the, the failures, I would say, of the medical model and medicine. And then fast forward to my, uh, my third son, the same day I found out I was having my fourth son, my third son was diagnosed with leukemia. And so I sort of had all the tools that I needed. I was tapped into my intuition. I, I channeled the angels and could communicate with the angels and was receiving messages. I, I knew how to journal. I knew how to tune into the inner wisdom, the wisdom inside of myself. I knew how to trust my intuition. Um, and I knew how to use Reiki and energy to help balance the body and sort of clear the chemotherapy from him, or should I say the negative effects of the chemotherapy? So my children really awakened me to another side of healthcare, to the whole, to the need for both allopathic and, um, homeopathic or, or alternative medicine, complementary alternative medicine. So, you know, which is the whole more holistic piece. And, you know, I really, I really 
dove into nutrition, learned everything I could about nutrition because I remember talking to the um, nutritionists at the hospital my son was being treated at. And all they said to me was just get calories in him, just get calories in him. And I knew enough to know that there was actually a lot to the nutrition piece as far as helping his cells heal after being wiped out from cancer, from chemotherapy. So I, I got into nutrition from that to really help my son heal. So I used the Reiki, I used the nutrition, I used um, mindfulness for myself because let me tell you, I, I was out of my mind and I got sick because I was so busy focusing on putting out the fires for my kids and making sure you know, my baby was okay, my older son was okay, that I, I had nothing left in my tank for myself. So I really learned, uh, dove into mindfulness and I really learned that self-care was absolutely vital for my own health and my own well-being so I could show up for my kids continually. And also so I could balance my own nervous system so I wasn't battling where I didn't need to battle. So that's kind of my journey. And now my whole focus is helping other people tame the chaos of their lives so they can take back control of their health and happiness. And I do that by teaching them how to be present in the moment, how to understand what they can control, what they can influence and what they can't control. And by creating awareness of what our body is saying, what are the messages of our mind, body and spirit and recognizing that you have the answers inside of you. You don't need to look outside to everybody else to tell you what you should do, what you need to do, what you, um, you know, who you are or who your children are. Um, really, we as moms, as, as, you know, women, we know better than anybody else. We, when we tap into that inner knowing, we are really powerful. So that, that's in a nutshell. <laughs> It's a, it's a lot. I mean, it really yeah. is. I mean, talk about <laughs> oh, like spiritual me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like there's so much, so much to unpack here. I, it's just yep. spiritual assignments everywhere. Uh, but yes. before we move on, I can just imagine I'm always trying to project and see, you know, what would our listeners be wanting to know? And mm. I would guess that the moms who are listening want to know how your kids are doing. So let's clear oh, that yeah. up right now <laughs> before we move well, on. How yes. are they doing? My kids are amazing. They're amazing. I always say they are my greatest teachers. Um, so my son that had a stroke is currently 18. He's a senior in high school. He's a phenomenal soccer player, soccer goalie. He does Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He wants to um, go into electronic dance music and production. You would never know anything was going on with him just by looking at him. Now he still has you know, anxiety, learning disabilities, all sorts of cognitive things. Um, you know, he's on, on the spectrum considered to be sort of on the autistic spectrum, which is all from the areas of his brain that were affected. I mean, if you looked at his MRI and you saw this kid, you would have no idea that that MRI and that brain went with this child because he's so functional. So, um, you know, he's, I do a lot of work with him. Like he just had his driving test and it was really anxiety provoking because his right side doesn't work like his left side. So how do we drive? We drive with our right foot, right? <laughs> so, you know, just little things that we've had to just learn to adjust and to work on. I remember taking him into a parking lot and we'd be driving and I'd yell squirrel and he'd have to shift his foot onto the brake just so he could get used to that. So it's just, he's doing phenomenally well. And I am literally, he is, he teaches me 
that lesson of never underestimate. And this is our motto, never underestimate what he can do. So he's incredible. My son, the third son that had leukemia is 15 now, incredibly healthy, full-blown teenager, uh, you know, loves his mom really deep down inside of the gruff exterior, but um, super healthy. We go for checkups. He's now uh, over 10 years cancer-free and couldn't be happier. Um, and everybody else, you know, everybody's good. I've cured myself of migraines. I cured myself. I haven't had a migraine in over 12 years. Um, I cured myself of all sorts of GI problems. Um, so really, it's it's been quite a journey. And I'm happy to say, you know, obviously, we still have our challenges. But overall, we're all really happy and healthy. What an amazing blessing you are to your whole family, especially, Aww. you know, the two children who needed you most, but it's really just, it's so telling because, you know, I, I know the moms listening are, are going to, they're going to completely resonate with this. Like we would do yeah. anything, you know, we will oh, become nutritionists. Yeah. We will become, totally. you know, it's like my son yeah. has a food allergy. So, all right, I guess I'm going to become an allergist now. Like that's just what right. we do. And right. so I, I know people were, are going to listen to this and, and just totally get that, but then also get where you're coming from with regard to giving out of a place of depletion and then realizing you need yeah. to fill your cup. So, oh, so yeah. so many things to talk about. Let's, let's just kind of um, go back a little bit. So, you know, we're both coming from a background in the healthcare field and mm -hmm. working, working on it from the healthcare professional side. Before these experiences with your sons, um, specifically the first event that happened, did you have any um, experience, knowledge, exposure to like alternative medicine, holistic approaches, or w w did this all happen subsequent to those events? Um, I would say, so it's interesting you ask that because I would say that I was Definitely, I had some knowledge and I had some exposure. Like when I was little, um, I always had sort of this intuition and these gifts, um, I would say. But just like most kids, I feel like come into the world with their third eye wide open. But life circumstances, like my mom was um, a little like very religious and didn't understand. So she would tell me, stop, you're just trying to get attention. So Basically, my, I learned to kind of suppress that side of myself, that intuitive, um, you know, connecting with nature. Um, and I got more grounded in science. So I focused more on science and sort of very pragmatic stuff. But through it all, I'd always been ex very curious. I've always been interested in nutrition. I've always been interested in the body and fitness. Um, when I was first starting out as a critical care nurse, I was about 22 years old, had just met my husband who was a surgeon and we had some dear friends and one of my really good friends, uh, whose husband was one of my, my husband's colleagues was a Yogi Reiki master. And she really, I remember, in fact, I remember she said, I want to, I want to teach you Reiki. I really feel like, you know, I, I want to, I want you to do Reiki and yoga with me. And I thought, Oh, Okay whatever. <laughs> and I remember her um, kind of push, not pushing it, I would say. And I, I understood it and I was intrigued. But at that point in time, I sort of was really closing the door on that woo-woo stuff, let's say, mm -hmm. per se. Um, but, I, but I believed in it. And I would certainly, um, you know, acupuncture. I had tried acupuncture. Again, I'd always been into nutrition. I'd always been into exercise. Um, journaling, things like that. 
Um, but it really took my kids and that experience with my children to kind of blow open the door that I had closed. Super interesting. Thank you for giving us that background. You know, I think about when, you know, when you went back a little bit talking about how you wanted to change healthcare, you thought maybe going into administration or doing other roles would, <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, but, but the, you know, the universe had different plans. And so now oh, you're yeah. changing it in a much, much different way than what you expected, but um, really interesting how that background sort of turned into what you're doing today. So let's talk a little bit about the concept of being an integrative bridge, which I think mm. is super super significant and helpful because of your background already in the healthcare professional field. You know it from that side. Mm -hmm. um, so talk to us a little bit about that concept of being that bridge. Yeah. Well, so I love to kind of, I remember um, having a conversation, like I, I gave a talk for a group of doctors and I remember them saying to me, like, make sure it doesn't get too woo woo. <laughs> and, and so I get that, right? That's where I'm a bridge because I understand the alternative stuff. And I do, I have been around people, um, you know, holistic uh, practitioners like my friend who taught me Reiki, who I have so much respect for. But sometimes when you're surrounded in that role, like that, um, oh, the, the spiritual aspect of things. And when you easily go there and connect there, um, you sometimes don't understand that people are having trouble connecting to what you're saying. And sometimes they come off as being a little flighty, a little woo woo and a little, um, you know, not grounded, shall I say. And so I know that there are a lot of doctors that dismiss that stuff because it's, um, it's, it's not as tangible. Right. So for example, I remember, talking to this one doctor and he was saying to me, orthopedic surgeon, he's like, what do you now? I know this is going to sound ignorant, but what do you mean by energy? What are you mm -hmm. talking about when you say energy? And I said, okay, everything has, is full of energy. Like, you know, science, physics, everything is full of vibrating cells, right? Life, life force energy. And I said, close your eyes, hum. And he hummed. And I said, you, you, you feel that? And he said, yeah. I said, that's energy. That's vibrational energy. That's what I'm talking about. And he goes, oh, okay, I get it. He goes, so, you know, when you're putting your hands on people and you're, you know, <laughs> that stuff, that's what you're doing? I was like, yeah, you're connecting to people's energy. Everything has a different vibrational energy to it. And you're either shifting, moving energy because things get blocked. You know, let's say your arteries, right? So I can... I am able to take the science and coming from a place of somebody who's very pragmatic and very scientific, and I'm able to bridge that gap between understanding concepts that maybe are a little less tangible, a little more, um, I'm not going to say out there because I feel like nowadays it's not really that out there, but you know, concepts that are um, a little harder to grasp. Um, I'm able to to speak in both languages, like that commuter. You know, like uh, the men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Mm -hmm. I always say, like, I'm a commuter. I understand guys because I grew up in a household of guys, and I have a household of guys, but I'm a woman, you know? <laughs> and that's the same thing as far as bridging that gap between allopathic or, or modern medicine and alternative holistic medicine, because I believe that there is a place for both. So I also think that 
there are a lot of extremes out there in general in the world. There's extremes in nutrition. There's extremes in um, healthcare and in the approach to healthcare. Um, even in holistic medicine, there are some extremes that believe they're like anti-medicine, right? You don't go, I remember somebody telling me, um, you know, uh, I was at this uh, conference uh, under learning about nutritional response testing and they were really down on any um, psychiatric medications. Well, I happen to have two sons that needed some support that way. And I like to think of it as almost like a drain, right? So my bathroom sink, I've got long hair, my bathroom sink, sometimes that bathroom sink stops draining. Like it'll, it'll, it won't drain as, as quickly. So it's draining, but it's a little sluggish. Well, if I notice it then, I can use natural things like baking soda and vinegar to unclog that drain. But if I wait and I ignore the drain and think I'll get to it later, or I pretend that it's not an issue, and all of a sudden I have standing water in my drain, I have to use the chemical chemicals to unclog that drain. It's, it's like it's gone too far where the alternative or the whole, you know, the, the natural stuff isn't going to work because it's been too far out of balance. You see what I mean? Like, and so that's what I sort of, that's the way that I look at and that I bridge that gap is I'm able to kind of work with both sides and let them know kind of, this is your time. This is your time. It's like when my son had chemotherapy, I'm not going to not do the chemotherapy for him. Cause I know that that's how you can cure cancer. But while he's getting that chemotherapy, I also knew that the nutrition was really important and that Reiki was going to help his body. He never had mouth sores. He never threw up. He never had the really bad side effects from chemotherapy because I did Reiki on him every single day. So that's kind of what I mean by bridging the gaps. I also bridge the gaps between children and adults because I think a lot of kids don't understand or adults don't understand how to communicate with children and what the needs are for children. and. Um, you know, like with, with understanding and, and creating balance and, and health for families, I think um, that's another thing that I do. Um, and then between intuition and science, it's the same thing, like bridging that gap, that there's a place for everything. So hopefully, did that answer your question? Very much so. Yeah. And I completely, okay. um, I connect with that a lot, be, you know, with my background and I, mm. and I validate and acknowledge instead of, a, you know, a, us who believe in this route as another option, instead of us being antagonistic to the traditional medical system, yes. I think being a bridge is imperative because yes. as you outlined, you know, very well, there are, there are places and roles for both. And yes. it's not a, you know, we versus you, it's, we can all collaborate and there's a place for all of it. And, and you really, and you bring up a good point with working with the doctors, um, specifically you're, I'm curious as to your husband being an orthopedic surgeon, you know, my husband's an anesthesiologist, so I feel like we live very mm -hmm. parallel lives, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm wondering how he, how did he respond when you sort of jumped on board with helping your kids in the way that you did? How open mm -hmm. was he to that at that time? And did that sort of shift over time? Um, that's a great question. Um, so I remember when I was coming, my, I remember I signed out of the hospital uh, early after having a C-section so I could be with my husband and my son after he had the stroke. And I remember coming into the waiting room and my husband is laboring over neonatal neurology books, right? Because as a doctor, I need the science. I need to fix things. 
And he quickly realized that like, I can't fix this. Right. I, um, and you know, what's really interesting is before we got married, I remember sitting and having this conversation and this is kind of where that intuitive piece came from and that maybe holistic piece came from. Um, I remember sitting and talking to him and we were talking about things that happened in our life. And I had a lot of challenges growing up. Um, and he didn't really have that many. And I thought, huh, okay, that means that it's going to happen while we're together, like that, you know, you're going to be challenged then. And hello, right? <laughs> we were, yeah, but he totally trusts me. That's the beauty of my, my husband is he really was like, okay, I see what it's, I see, you know, he was a little skeptical, but he also didn't have his own answers. Right. So he would say, okay, all right, what are you getting here? Like particularly with the intuitive piece. And I'll tell you this story. I remember uh, my, when my third son, uh, he had this thing called press syndrome. It was one of the scariest things I've ever experienced. Basically it was like, he came home briefly between chemo and it was like he left his body. He was just blankly staring going, mommy, 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 but there was no interaction. And, um, he almost died. So we whisked him back to children's hospital. And, um, I remember on my way there, my friend, Bonnie, the same person who attuned me to Reiki and, and all that. Uh, she said, I want you to call on the angels and ask the angels to be with him and be with any hand that touches him. And I said, I already did that. And then I get a call later. She was with another friend of ours who, um, said to me, I'm really sorry, Jen, I, I can't see the baby. And I said, what do you mean you're really so sorry? He said, there's so many angels around him. I, I can't see the baby right now. I'm sorry. He said, why are you sorry? What are you talking about? He said, the only time I've ever seen this many angels is when they've come to take, take a soul. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, no. And this is where that really, that inner knowing, I was like, nope, they're not here to do that. They're here. And I was on speakerphone. So my husband was listening to all this. And I said, they're here because I've asked him to be here. He's choosing to stay. My son is choosing to stay. And so my husband, when we got to the hospital, said, I want you to sit in the corner over there and I want you to journal because sometimes I don't get clear messages when it's something really personal for me. I have to write and the answer comes that way. So he literally had me sit in a corner and journal to make sure that the angels were not there to take him. I mean, that's pretty powerful for mm -hmm. my husband, the surgeon, to be grounded in that. And my husband has been attuned to Reiki, and he will actually put his hands on people. He's an upper extremity orthopedic surgeon. He'll actually do Reiki sometimes on people while he's seeing them. And his patients love him. He's open to, to alternative things. He talks about, but he, like me, understands that there's a balance. I mean, there are certain things he still struggles with, like... And I think one of the biggest things that he struggles with is how people will perceive me, like how his colleagues mm -hmm. um, will perceive me and will they be, will they receive what I have to say or are they going to dismiss it as woo woo? Do you know what I mean? So like when I gave this talk, I gave a talk for his, um, he had a, a, a group of orthopedic hand surgeons and I gave a talk about um, being, it was called presence, perspective and purpose. And it was basically talking about being mindful and mindfulness and how do we reset and be in the present moment to help with our burnout in the workplace and also to help our kids, um, you know, find balance and, and regulate the nervous system. And I remember he was really worried and wanted to really make sure that I had science there 
because he didn't want people to dismiss what I was saying. And so other than that, I would say he's really open to stuff. And we've had some great conversations. Uh, like right now we're, we're having some conversations about um, vaccines, you know, the, the coronavirus vaccine. And, and also, um, I don't know, but in, where I live in Massachusetts, they're making everybody, every child get the uh, flu vaccine. So we're having, you know, some pretty interesting talks. But I would say overall, he respects me and he has seen the results of what I do with our children. Mm, I um, love that. And I can completely relate to the um, not sure what to say your wife does situation (laughs) (laughs) because it was a lot easier. I'm sure it was for him too, to say my wife's a critical care nurse. And as for my husband to say, she's a pharmacist versus, um, so it's complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. He'll even say to me, what is it exactly? Like, what do you want me to call you? Yeah, I completely get that. I feel like yeah. I feel like we need to hang out. Like we, like my husband and I need to hang out with your husband and you. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> uh, it's really interesting. All right, you've got a quote from Eckhart Tolle on your website that says, "Life will give you whatever experience is the most helpful for the evolution of your consciousness." So, yes. looking back, I would love to know how that quote kind of resonates with you and how that has held true for you. So. I am somebody who truly believes that everything happens, happens for a reason, that there is a lesson in everything and there's opportunity for growth in everything. And I just feel like when we open to that and allow experiences to unfold as they're meant to be versus resist what's happening because it's not the way we expected it to be or wanted things to be, when we open and allow there's just so much more ease and health and balance to it. Um, and that kind of is my, I mean, I will say literally I am not supposed to be a uh, hospital administrator, <laughs> right? And if I hadn't gone through what I went through with my kids, I would have been in a job that I felt extremely stressed. I remember even when I was a nursing supervisor, leaving the hospital with a pit in my stomach because I felt so powerless, because I couldn't change what was happening. I couldn't conjure up staff. I couldn't slow down the illness. You know, I couldn't fix the burnout rate. So um, then I had my kids and it was literally like, okay, this is what you're meant to be doing. First, you're a mother and you're gonna heal your kids. And then you're going to take your experience and be open about your experience and help people that are out there that are struggling in their own lives, whether they have kids with special challenges or they're just really overwhelmed with their own life. Mm-hmm. That's my passion now is to really just help people push the reset button and learn how to manage and, and roll with whatever life comes, trusting themselves and their own inner knowing and their own inner power, particularly in the present moment. Mm-hmm. I'm completely on board with that. I love that. Um, Let's dive in before we wrap up to some tangibles. So um, as you know, I'm projecting again, a listener might be hearing this and thinking, what an amazing story. You know, maybe I'm right where she was emotionally at the point of, you know, either diagnosis of leukemia or, you know, maybe the Mm -hmm. details are not the same, but I'm in that Mm -hmm. same spot with different details and I'm noticing the, you know, gaps in communication of the medical team. I don't Mm -hmm. know what to do. I just know that 
I'm not in a good place with this. Mm-hmm. What, um, as the experience that you have going into this from both the healthcare professional side and with the holistic approaches that you've done, what, what's sort of your advice to somebody who is at the point of realizing the system is not supporting them the way they know they need support, but they don't know what to do next? Mm-hmm. I think what's really important first and foremost is to really get still and get quiet so, and t- tap into what is your gut telling you? What is that inner knowing? Because when you have that, we all have that instinct, especially mothers, we have that instinct of like, nope, this isn't right. For example, if when a doctor has tried to put my kids on a specific medication or even with vaccines, right? There are certain vaccines that I'm like, yep, go ahead, give it. Then there are certain vaccines and I just get this little niggling and this sense of hesitancy and my gut is telling me, no, that's not the right thing for us. And we have to trust that. And so often we're sort of taught in the society to trust authority. And we think sometimes of medical people as authority figures and that they know more than we do. And, you know, I would, I would definitely say like they do have the medical knowledge, but they're human and there's error. And sometimes they're looking not at the big picture, but at a system. And sometimes it's our job to advocate and pick their head up and say, can you look at this whole picture, please? Here are my concerns, right? I mean, every doctor I go see now says to me, like they don't dismiss when I tell them, and I, I won't go to a doctor that does dismiss me. Let me just put that clear. Um, I, 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 they know that when I say something's off, to trust that because I know my body. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and I listen to those messages. So getting still helps and taking some deep breaths helps us sort of calm that chaos in our mind and that fight or flight and panic helps reset the nervous system. And when we can reset the nervous system and get to a place of, of calm or parasympathetic nervous system, we can actually tune into that gut and that inner knowing and that inner wisdom. And the more we do that and the more we trust that and allow ourselves to speak up and advocate the better off everybody will be. That's um, super significant to me because I mean, as a patient advocate, that's, I mean, that's literally everything I say all the time. And I think it's so important, even just with the tangible examples that you mentioned, because I'm, I'm the same. I mean, for the majority mm-hmm. of the part I have given, had my son get almost the vaccines, but I'm the same as you. Mm-hmm. There have been a few where I'm like, I just, you know, I don't feel good about this. And I don't necessarily yeah. know that I've got a good reason because I know that I can find scientific data to support both sides. I just don't feel right about it. I mean, and it's, mm-hmm. it's very few, but, mm-hmm. but I understand that completely. And I have learned to trust that and not to bow to a mindset of authority and, um, and, and the, you know, the other person being the all knowing figure, because ultimately there's no authority that's uh, more significant in our, in our health and ourselves, because we, mm-hmm. how would, you know, they don't, from a scientific standpoint, yes, they've got more information on the body as a whole, but from a, from a body to body standpoint, how could they possibly know what's going on with us, how we feel unless we tell them and we become our own empowered authority. So I completely, I'm I'm bored with that. So Mm -hmm. I really appreciate you going through that. And I, and I hope that, you know, the more we get these messages out that people sort of start shifting that mindset, because I think Mm -hmm. it is a very, it's a generational thing too. You know, our parents Mm -hmm. and grandparents were just taught to listen to authority and it was a respect Mm -hmm. thing. And I don't see it as disrespectful to 
speak up at all. Well, it's how you say it too. You know, it's, it's honestly, I will say there are so many medical practitioners out there that truly are open to alternative ways of thinking. They truly are open to listening to the patient. Um, and, you know, there still are a few out there that, that aren't, that are sort of like, I know better than you do. Listen to me. I'm the doctor. But I feel like, especially in this day and age, there are more and more people coming into um, healthcare. And let's face it, what brought them to healthcare to begin with? To help people, right? So, as it, and it's the way that you talk to them. Sometimes, though, I will say, and I'll, I'll hear my, my husband gets crazy when people come into him and they see all the drug ads on television and, or they heard so-and-so had this procedure. So this is what I think I need. And my husband will be like, no, <laughs> you know, like, actually, this is what you have. It's different than this person. So I would say there's a fine line between advocating for yourself from a, a place of instinct and from overthinking and letting all the chatter outside confuse the messages. 100%. In fact, I think back to many, many years ago in pharmacy school when we started to talk about direct-to-consumer advertising and I, we had to take sides like pros and cons mm. and you know, it was like just beginning to be a thing. Mm. And now it's just, I mean, it's a, it's just part of life, you know, and yeah, right. that, and yeah, there are just, it's so much, so much noise and chaos. And yeah, I can mm -hmm. definitely confuse the different, you know, the difference between coming with information that you feel is intuitive and an inner knowing versus mm -hmm. what I heard about this drug and I want to try it, you know, that kind right. of thing. So. Right. And concerns, voicing your concerns. And if, when it comes from a place, if a doctor doesn't receive that, get a new doctor, mm -hmm. right? Or, or, or nurse practitioner or whatever, your provider, get a new provider, get another opinion because you, your concerns should matter. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing these insights. I know that there's so much more that you can and will be sharing and there's, there's information on your website, but let's end with how people can find you and find all that goodness. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my website, butterflyfamilywellness.com. Um, I've got lots of um, tips, tools there. Um, different programs, different ways to contact me. Right now, for a limited time, I have an ebook that I put together that's called A Warrior Woman Reset, my top 10 tips on how to find calm and balance. And um, if people email me, Jen, J-E-N, at butterflyfamilywellness.com, I'm happy to send a copy of that to anybody. Um, and, uh, you know, basically my website is one of the best ways to find me. Also, I have a Facebook page, Butterfly Family Wellness Facebook page, um, Jen Ren Tolo Instagram, and then a YouTube channel where I have lots of mindful meditations um, and movement on there, which is Fantastic. also Jen Ren, Jennifer Tolo. Yeah, Ren Tolo, W-R-E-N. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, perfect. Yeah, I'm glad that you clarified that spelling. Yeah. Um, wonderful. Uh, just so many great resources and tools and uh, just such a, such a great conversation. I really appreciate your time. Oh, I appreciate you having me on, Claudia. I really appreciate it. A huge thank you to Jen for sharing her inspirational story, the struggles that she has gone through with her son's wellness journeys and the ways in which she stepped up as both a mom and a healthcare provider, both 
from a modern approach and in an alternative approach. I think her work as a integrative bridge is so, so important and a wonderful way to help others along their own journeys. Thank you again, Jen, and I hope you all found value. I will see you here again next time.